the Super Nerd Podcast, the adventure that brings you the latest nerd news and rumors from movies, TV, entertainment, and sometimes science. You name it, if it is nerdy, we are talking about it. And tonight's main event is Sonic the Hedgehog 2 Nerd Out! I am your host, Austin, and with me as always is the amazing Amanda. The wild yet elusive Jekka and Burn Brady Burn. Hey folks, thanks so much for joining us. Obviously we're talking Sonic the Hedgehog 2 a little later, but we're also going to be talking a whole lot of other nerd news to include the trailer for season 3 of Star Trek, Sam Raimi talking who's stronger, Doctor Strange or the Scarlet Witch in the upcoming Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, and some rumors say Jude Law might be in an upcoming Star Wars project, so hit that podcast subscribe button. We would love to nerd out with you each and every week, and if you've already hit that podcast subscribe button, you know what I'm going to say, plus 10 Nerd XP to you. Nerd XP. We love you guys. And for everyone else, as soon as you hit that podcast subscribe button, you too can earn some Nerd XP. Nerd XP. So, I think, I think at the end of this podcast, I'll include a little behind-the-scenes clip for everyone listening, because Brady thoroughly messed me (laughs) up the first time I tried to do the intro, and I just could not recover. It was was pretty humorous. It was very epic. Yeah, it was epic. I rolled. We were all talking about how our day's been busy with like homework because. Home, we're all like a lot of us are in school. Mm-hmm. Yeah, indeed. All right, Jacka, what's nerdy with you? Um, so I am. I pretty much am giving my money I don't have to a artist who mm-hmm. does like fan art. Um, her name is in. I'm probably not going to say the name right, but Andrea Tam. But she takes, like, classic artwork and puts, like, a nerdy twist to it. So the one I ordered is based off... Uh, let me look it up real quick. Um, so, yeah, this I am not familiar with. But it's Gustav Klimt's The Kiss, but the rendition of it is Howl's Moving Castle. Okay. And here for you guys, I'll drop it in the chat so you can see. Yeah, we're going to need some links on that. You're going to need to see what that looks So um, one of my friends has this painting. And when I went and hung out with her, I saw it and I was like, oh, that's gorgeous. So I bought it. And then I made the mistake of browsing through Andrea Tam's gallery. <laughs> and there's another super awesome painting. Um, oh, wow. Um, it's pretty much a Legend of Zelda. Yes, I'm looking at that one right now. Yeah, I, I want that one. But it's it pretty looks much awesome. A- yeah, it's based off of Edmund Layton's The Accolade, which is like a, a man being knighted. Yeah. But she did it so that it's Zelda knighting Link, and it has the four champions. This is from Breath of the Wild watching yeah. on. And I'm just kind of like, so I brought I bought the first one with Howl's Moving Castle, and this one I'm pretty much going to buy it after the podcast. And I'm like, I don't have money. <laughs> But I am happy to support this artist because I think it is amazing what she's doing, and I think it's super cool. So it is. I got to say, my, my favorite on there is uh, the return is my favorite. I like that one, the Iron Giant one. 
Yeah, that one looks so cool. And then there's a Hogwarts one too. Like I I am limiting myself to two. <laughs> I could go so crazy with this. Ugh. Every yeah. so often, like I find these artists and I just like, I just want to give them all my money that I don't have. <laughs> and I have to restrain myself. So yeah, are, all you artists cool. out there, I love you. Keep I'll doing dirty uh, things. I will I'll... buy it. <laughs> I will include the link to this artist because uh, this is some nerdy fan art. I'll include it it's in the really show notes. Cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Sure. Yeah. Like, I All can right. easily just fork over my money. <laughs> All right, Brady, what's nerdy with you? Man, I'm trying to get my ring light to work. But aside from that, um, not a whole lot. It's just been really busy. Uh, we were planning on going to the Renaissance Festival, but. They got pushed back, so we're going to be going over the weekend of the 23rd or 24th. Um, I did watch a new show called Murderville on Netflix. Have you guys seen this? Uh-uh. So Will Arnett, uh, the voice of, I mean, everybody knows who Will Arnett oh, yeah, is. Oh, yeah, I like right? him. Yeah. So he's the voice of Batman in the Lego movies, and he hosted the Lego competition show. Anyway, he's he is hilarious. And uh, it's a new show where he does... He does a, uh, a, um, he's, he's a detective. So he's a detective named, uh, like Johnny Seattle or something like that. And so what he does is he'll, uh, he'll, it's, it's a show where he has, has to solve a murder, but they bring on one celebrity guest like Conan O'Brien. Okay. Oh, so the celebrity guest has no script, doesn't know what's going on, but they have to like participate in the yeah. show. Right? I've seen the trailer. I've for seen this. the trailer too. It's oh so, my goodness! It, it looks excellent. Hilarious. So like you know Ken Jong or Conan O'Brien or Marshawn Lynch, oh, Sharon wow. Stone. I binged the whole season. It's only like six. Episodes Murderville, huh? But they'll bring yeah he'll bring on somebody and then he'll have. <laughs> have them participate in some of the most absurd situations and, uh, and it's really it's I'm, really fun i'm assuming because it's basically improv it turns into a show that isn't suitable for kids to be watching you know it depends on your kids i guess but um but yeah you know it's not it's not as rough as you would think. Um, the it is improv. It's completely improv by the celebrity guest. Okay. And he and he had you know and everyone else has lines that they have to do, um, but but obviously when they're interacting with the guest who's improving, they they have to kind of form around that. And it's you know after the first episode, just know that when you watch it, basically he takes. They say there's a murder. And they go to the murder scene and they have all these things at the murder scene. And then they'll go to three um, suspects and you can look at the suspects, listen to what the suspects say, look at their environments and you try and figure out who it is. And then at the end, the celebrity has to say, okay, I think it's this one for this reason. And you know, they either get it right or wrong. And uh, yeah, there's like a subplot in there where he, you know, he's getting divorced from the chief, you know, and uh, his, 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 uh, partner had and i'm not giving anything away here his partner was killed 12 years ago and his partner was uh oh uh jennifer aniston it's like her pictures up on it's just a random like that's the only part she has in it she her pictures on the wall she was his dead partner but um funny but yeah it's it's really funny it's on netflix you should it's well worth the the time to watch it's half an hour an episode i think good stuff i uh, i think that's going to be going on my list and probably near the top because it sounds 
hilarious. I remember, yeah, I watched the trailer. It, it looked hilarious. It is. So. Speaking of hilariousness, uh, I got a great comment <laughs> on our YouTube channel. Again, I think it's like three weeks in a row. The 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 Vader Obi Wan conversation continues because Steve A decided to rip me a new one, and I found it to be pretty humorous, saying, quote, sorry, but his reaction, speaking about me, is terrible, beyond terrible. I get we're all entitled to our own opinions, but in what universe, mate? How does she cope sitting with you? Hats off to her. She's a more patient, better person than me. You got this so wrong. You won't get subscribers with silly reviews. Sorry, you just won't. I was going to subscribe to support new people, but not when it's like this. As for Vader, obviously he's in it, but the breath alone is a far better tease than actually showing him. It is, remember, the Obi-Wan Kenobi teaser, yes. not the Vader teaser. The Inquisitors are awesome and a welcome addition to expanding Star Wars universe. This teaser is amazing. One of the best I've ever seen. She was right. She uh -huh. got all the right feels. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Let me read this. Excuse me, please. She got all the right feels, just like everyone else on the internet, except someone simply living for Vader. You do realize Luke and Obi are good guys. The music, the sets, the CGI, the loner feel, it all works. That's a fail, mate, on so many levels. And he just doesn't understand you because your favorite is Palpatine. So, of course, Vader and Palpatine are the good guys to you. Yeah. yeah. I, there's a lot I yeah, wanted to weigh empire. in. Yeah, you're Team there's, there's a lot I wanted to weigh in and say while you were reading that, but I just really enjoyed hearing it, and I didn't want to break it. But Steve A. is absolutely right. Yeah, I just responded with, uh, she is my better half, isn't she? And then he, and then he responded, uh, he responded something like, sorry, I probably was a little too harsh. No, no, Steve. Steve, if you've ever decided to listen to this follow-up, you were not too harsh. Steve, I support you. <laughs> you know, the the reality is when when we did that reaction video, uh, I was having a really bad day and, and it, it came across in the video. It really did. But, you know, I had a bad day and I was like, you know, I don't really care. Whatever. It is what so, it is. I ain't so perfect. <laughs> he's responding to the reaction video, not to the not to the knockdown drag out uh, argument we had on the podcast. No, yes, that's Correct. the funny part of this. <laughs> Oh, Steve wow. A, please come and listen to our podcast. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's uh you know, I, I, I'm glad I'm glad he didn't listen. His his blood pressure would go through I the think, roof. I, th I think I'm gonna go on YouTube and, and invite him to listen to last week <laughs> and this week because we're talking about him, obviously. So anyways, uh I'm not offended. I, honestly, I don't really care. It, if anything, I think it's funny. And that's why I'm bringing it up. So uh, thanks, Steve A, for ripping me a new one. I find it enjoyable. <laughs> that says uh, more about you than uh, you. Yeah. <laughs> With that, I think we should talk some nerd news. Many Bothans died to bring us this information. Ooh. And what is the news that should be on your nerd radar? Well, the trailer for season three of Star Trek Picard, guess what? It's bringing back the cast 
from Star Trek The Next Generation! I'm sure there's an audio file out there somewhere. <laughs> Sorry, man. I saw this trailer and my nerddom went to level 10, if not 11, because Paramount Plus has dropped the Star Trek Picard season three trailer, even though season two isn't done. <laughs> but the season three trailer reveals some incredibly exciting news. The teaser announces that we are, in fact, going to be seeing quite the return of the featured characters and cast from Star Trek The Next Generation. That's right. Patrick Stewart will once again be joined by Brent Spiner as Data. Jonathan Franks as William T. Riker. Uh, Maria Strias as Deanna Troy. And obviously, so on and so forth. LeVar Burton, Jordi LaForge, Michael Dorna's Wharf, uh, Beverly Crusher's back, and everything... What, what I loved about this trailer so much is that it's basically, and it, it, they really played it off as if it's a new season of Star Trek The Next Generation. And I've been missing that hardcore. Anyways, let's listen to the trailer and talk about it some more afterwards. Here we go. I am not a man who needs a legacy. I think back on those days on the Enterprise and all that danger we rushed into. Those were the days. Evolution is not an act of preservation. It's addition. It is clear sacrifice is required again. Jean-Luc, when the galaxy comes calling, you love it. Aren't we a little overdue for a good old-fashioned road trip? I promise you will not be alone. Ready? As ever. So, I still haven't watched Star Trek Picard season one. I'm still sitting on watching, having watched episode one. And I looked up on our podcast calendar to see when we're going to talk about season two. And thankfully, we're going to talk about it once the semester ends. And I think that's just the big (laughs) thing that's holding me back from actually watching Picard is that I just need something else that I don't need to pay attention to, you know? So, I'm really looking forward to watching season two or season one, and then season two, in preparation for season three, because this looks cool. Um, <laughs> LeVar Burton has always been one of my favorite peoples around, and especially, like, Jordy LaForge has always been my favorite person in Star Trek, like, the next generation. So I'm super stoked for this. Like, when I heard his voice, I was like, oh, it's Jordy LaForge. Like, I was excited. Yeah, I, um, I'm trying to, I'm trying to think. So episode one of season one was good. And then I'm wondering if you should just jump to the halfway point in the season or, just, or maybe like the last 
two or three episodes and watch those. And yes, you will come in feeling a little confused, but I don't think it's a problem. <laughs> well, I, I will be able to watch it once because I actually insight into my graduate school life. I actually don't have, I lucked out again this semester where I don't have finals. So I, I like, I am done at that first, like the first, the start of May, I'm done. Yeah. So following that, it'll just be like wrapping up the botany class I TA for. Anyways, so I'm like, I could at least get through season one and two in preparation to talk about season two finale. So I'm like, I could do yeah. that. So yeah. I'm willing to watch it. Like, I don't mind watching it. It's just, I like, I want to pay attention to it, you know? And lately my brain has been such sure. that I'm like, I need a TV show that I can come in and out of so that I can let so, my brain relax. So far, season, so far, season two of Picard is a lot better than season one. I haven't finished all of it yet, though. But uh, but the, the, the next generation music, I mean, they didn't try to hide that at all in this trailer. And this is going to sound really, really weird, but it's but it's actually a high, high compliment. Um, when I purposefully fall asleep to a TV show, not like when I fell asleep in the middle of Morbius last week, but when I purposely fall asleep, uh, it's a to a TV show. It's a good thing. That means I'm I'm really tired, but something so good, I'm willing to stay up for it until I fall asleep. So that that said, give some context. Star Trek The Next Generation is one of my top favorite TV shows to fall asleep to. And and so so I just have so many good memories of of listening to the Next Generation music as I'm trying to fall asleep and and to hear it in 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 something new coming out gets me wildly excited. Wildly. I am really pumped for this. So, nice. Nice. Yeah, indeed. All right, moving on. Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness is right around the corner, and Sam Raimi, the director, is talking. Who's stronger, Doctor Strange or the Scarlet Witch? That's right. We are just a month away from Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, which sees Doctor Strange face the multiverse he opened up in Spider-Man No Way Home, and it looks like he will face off against an evil version of himself and... Wanda Maximoff will be in the mix as well. This fact has all of us speculating. The age-old question has been around since creation of comics. Who is more powerful, Wanda or Strange? Well, the Multiverse of Madness director Sam Raimi was asked his opinion on the matter in a recent interview with Fandango, and this is what he had to say. Quote, Wow. That's a question I've been asking kids on the playground since third grade. Who is stronger, this character or that character? Well, I think Wanda's magic from Marvel lore is more powerful than almost any of the other characters in this picture. But Doctor Strange has the knowledge of the mystic arts that Wanda doesn't have. And he's got the help of Karma Taj. If you were to pit them against each other, different altered versions of themselves, there could be a Doctor Strange out there that's more powerful than our Wanda, or there could be a Wanda out there who is more powerful than our Wanda here. So because of these altered versions, it's all a mixed bag of possibilities, end quote. 
So you know that is a good debate. And he says that's a question he's been asking kids on the playground since third grade, which is pretty socially acceptable when you're in third grade. But isn't he like 50 now? <laughs> that's yeah. kind of creepy. <laughs> hanging out on the elementary school playground hey kid come here let's talk for a moment i think that yeah i i think that is a good debate to have and i think an argument can be made either way um i i kind of i think wanda's probably more powerful evil strange might uh might be able to bump up against that but yeah, I think I, I think there could be an argument made for either one. And I think that just the just the debate um that they that that could be made over that is pretty is pretty fascinating. Um I the vibe I got from the trailers is that, you know, if Wanda is battling strange, it is bad strange, right? It's uh stranger strange. Maybe. Um so yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know how that's going to play out. You know, I think that certainly if if it's evil, strange and Wanda versus good, strange or good, strange and Wanda versus evil, strange, <laughs> you know, I'm getting, uh, I'm getting the, lost the need a map for this conversation. The double team is going to win that. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's it's uh, I think if I think ultimately if strange and Wanda battled one another, we all lose. Well, you know, and that's the funny part, because in um, the What If series, you know, there is that one Doctor Strange who basically keeps killing off all these baddies and absorbing all their magical powers and knowledge until eventually he, like, wipes out the universe. Um, So is there somebody out there more powerful than Wanda? Yeah. But... Will we see them? I don't know. Maybe it's like it's like he skirted the issue by saying, uh, "Well, you'll just have to wait and see the movie." But yeah. you know, he he also makes a good point. You know, in with the with the inclusion of the multiverse in the alternate or parallel universes, I don't necessarily want to say alternate, but the parallel universes that exist that may come and flow into one another. You know, I th- I think it's a valid answer that there is a Wanda that is more powerful than than this strange and there is a strange that is more powerful than another wanda and i think that those two things i think that their their prowess is so strong that each of them you know could match the other to a certain extent and those could overlap and cross you know through the different universes i believe you're right and um i'm both looking forward to and it will be bittersweet and sad when uh when they fight in Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, so I assume. So we'll have to we'll have to wait and see. But but yep. moving on, Jude Law is rumored to be in an upcoming new Star Wars project. So a new report has surfaced saying that Jude Law has been cast in an upcoming Star Wars project. The rumor comes from the popular celebrity gossip Instagram account Du Moy. Is that what am I pronouncing that right? I have no idea. Duex Moy? Anyways. Uh, usually that would be French, so it'd be like Dumoy. Dumoy! Yeah. There you go, yeah. French. Dumoy. Dumoy. Dumois. Dumois. Anyways, whatever. They report, quote, a prime British early 2000s film stud is adding to his recent nerdgasm resume, Marvel, Wizarding World, and recently cast in an unannounced Star Wars extended universe disney plus show and the best bin bulletin is adding to this report by saying that law 
could be a part of the upcoming series that goes by a working title, Grammar Rodeo, which recently began pre-production in Culver City, California, ahead of its shoot beginning in June. Grammar Radio, or Rodeo, excuse me, Grammar Rodeo is said to take place during the High Republic era and will focus on a group of pre-teens. This new series is said to be geared for kids. The show has been referred to as a Stranger Things in Space. Spider-Man No Way Home director John Watts apparently is in talks to direct the unspecified number of episodes, and John Favreau is on board as a producer. So Grammar Rodeo could be a High Republic-era TV show with Jude Law. A Stranger Things in Space. I don't know. What do you guys think of this? I think they're that, gonna... uh... Go ahead, Jack. I was going to say they're going to prove that the Upside Down is more widespread than we thought it was. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's a Netflix-Disney licensing deal, maybe. Um, I think that... I don't know, man. <sighs> You know, nothing says teen like Jude Law, right? <laughs> you know, I mean, he's like, he's not a teen anymore. Yeah, but how old is Jude Law these days? I'm look it up. I don't know. I, don't like I could ask be- Google. Yeah, it's like he must be taking a mentor role in that or something. Or the uh, yeah. adult role being like, don't you do that, you crazy kids. Get off my lawn. Get off my space <laughs> yard. <laughs> Get off my space lawn. So Jude Get Law- out of my landing pad. Jude, Jude Law is 49 years old right now. So. That is old. I mean, really, I have to say that because he's one year older than me, right? Um, <laughs> so, I mean, they have John Watts and uh, and Favreau on board. So, you know, the that kind of puts a thumb on the scales. Yeah. Uh, you know, in the positive direction. But, um, yeah, Jude Law is great. I mean, he's been in a lot of great stuff. He's a great actor. Uh, this, is a, this is an extended universe thing, so it doesn't sound like it's going to be... Uh, dependent upon any pre-existing characters or store well maybe storylines but you know it doesn't well, sound like you know the high republic you know i was pr- initially pretty excited about the high republic because it was being you know sold as a uh, new old republic era type of uh setting for star wars stories and initially i was pretty excited but it's kind of just faded to the background a little bit and um Maybe getting it on TV or the big screen will throw some energy into it. But uh, I haven't been hearing a lot of good reviews about, you know, current High Republic storylines. So I I want to see, I think, Old Republic more than High Republic. Where in the timeline does High Republic fall into? Right before episode one. So episode one oh, okay. is, pretty, is pretty much the end of the High Republic. Gotcha. Okay. So when probably so, so the Clone Wars is like the, kind of marking that transition point. Well, episode one specifically. Okay. Yeah, so okay, gotcha. Um, yeah, I don't know. High Republic is supposed to be about 200, 200 years prior to episode one, and so eh, we'll see. Okay, gotcha. We will see. All right, moving on. The Witcher season three has started production. Netflix has announced that The Witcher Season 3 has started production, and they've released a photo from the snowy set of the of the TV series. They also released an official plot summary for the next chapter of the fantasy story. Here's what it says. As monarchs, mages, and beasts of the continent compete to capture her, Geralt takes Ciri 
into hiding, determined to protect his newly reunited family against those who threatened to destroy it. Entrusted with Ciri's magical training, Yennefer leads them to protect to the protected forest of Artuza. I think I'm pronouncing that right. Anyways, where she hopes to discover more about the girl's untapped powers. Instead, they discover they've landed in a battlefield of political corruption, dark magic, and treachery. They must fight back, put everything on the line, or risk losing each other forever. There's no release date for this upcoming season of The Witcher, but... We're obviously excited about what's coming up next. So, The Witcher, season three. Was it? And, you know, I haven't seen The Witcher and Amanda stepped out. (laughs) But wasn't there something like a huge plot twist as to, like, the girl Ciri? Like, her lineage? Like, she turned out to be the daughter, like, the the one king who's taken Uh, everything is, like, searching for it? Siri, I that's cannot Siri. answer that question, for I know not the answer. All right, we got, we got, we got to hold a second because Amanda decided to run off. <laughs> where, where did I got an important phone call? The person I've been trying to talk to for like three days. <laughs> oh, I get that. Yeah, <laughs> you you hang up on them and say I'm doing the podcast. Anyway, Jack had a question about okay. Siri. Okay, what's your question? <laughs> uh, my question is. Didn't at the end of season two, we learned something very major with Ciri's lineage that she is in fact like the long lost daughter of a king. And that's why the king's like invading all these places. Because okay. like, I want my girl back. All right. So massive spoiler alert here. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> her father <laughs> was uh, married the princess of um, of the kingdom that Ciri was, was raised as a princess. But his mother-in-law hated him and was extremely controlling. And he and his wife were trying to escape with Suri. And she was told that her parents both died. And so that's why she was raised by her grandmother. And then at the end of season two, we find out her dad lived and he became king of this other country. And his whole goal is to get his daughter back. Like, gotcha. that is his massive goal, is to get his daughter. And gotcha. he doesn't care about her power or anything like that. He just wants his daughter. Didn't, um... Yeah, but isn't... But Geralt, like, owns Siri now, though, <laughs> through the, uh, the law of chance, The right? law of surprise. Law of surprise, yeah. So it's not that he owns her... It's that he has responsibility for her. Okay. But yeah, it's it's, it's kind. I don't like the whole owning a person. I don't like that. Well, sure. And I don't think Geralt sees it that way either. But I guess kind of according to the law, yes. Surprise, I own you. <laughs> well... Season three, we don't know when it's going to, you know, be released, but obviously it's right around the corner and it's going to be a whole lot of fun. All right, moving on. Scientists believe they have found a fossil of a dinosaur killed on the exact day 
the dinosaurs went extinct. That's right. Scientists at the Tanzas dig site in North Dakota have uncovered a fossil of a dinosaur that they believe died on the day dinosaurs were wiped from existence by an asteroid. According to the scientists studying the surprisingly well-preserved Theoclosaurus leg. <laughs> Did I say that right? Thesclosaurus. Thesclosaurus leg, whatever. Anyways, remnants of debris found on the fossil can be traced back 66 million years to the exact moment of extinction. Discovering a specimen from the day of the cataclysmic asteroid impact is truly a remarkable moment in history. The find is so improbable and historically significant, in fact, that the University of Manchester professor of natural history, Philip Manning, called the discovery absolutely bonkers. Quote, the time resolution we can achieve at this site is absolutely beyond our wildest dreams. This really should not exist, and it's absolutely gobsmackingly beautiful. I never dreamt in all my career that I would get to look at something, A, so time-constrained, and B, so beautiful, and also tell such a wonderful story, end quote. University of Manchester grad student Rob, uh, Robert De Palma, who is leading the dig, added, quote, we've got so many details with this site that tells us what happened moment by moment. It's almost like watching it play out in the movies. You look at the rock column. You look at the fossils there, and it brings you back to that day, end quote. So the Tanzan dig site has been the focus of the upcoming BBC documentary, Dinosaurs, The Final Day, with Sir David uh, Artenborough. The beloved narrator and presenter will review the fossils, which he calls an impossible, which he called the impossible fossils. So we'll be able to see this in a documentary in the near future. Totally awesome. What do you guys think of this? I've seen the trailer for the documentary. Like, the, the view of the dinosaur, like, it's incredible. Like, it's got the scales and everything. That is way cool. Yeah, I am. This is super cool because um, more and more scientific evidence is coming that the and the asteroid, it was an asteroid that caused mm -hmm. that cataclysmic extinction. Um, and it, it fell off the Yucatan Peninsula. So with how far away North Dakota is, like, I'm just really... I'm excited to see what evidence they're able to gain from this fossil so they can understand like how that dinosaur died. Cause clearly, you know, it wasn't like ground zero, but it could have been some like a heat wave or just something that would have caused it to die off. Like, like right after that asteroid impact. So mm -hmm. this is super cool. And I'm ex Oh, I am going to hunt down that documentary. I want to watch that. Yeah. I want I the mean dinosaurs. If, if, so cool. if they're saying that because of this fossil find, they can almost see the extinction playing out like a movie, like moment by moment. I, I'm really curious to 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 get the the full in-depth coverage of what that looked like. So what they were showing, what I got to see um, in the video that I watched is they literally are finding the trees falling over and like how like the water swept in. And wow. was like just knocking dinosaurs over and just taking them out. Wow, that is so cool. Yeah, and and the cool the the f amazing thing about this is since they've they've found this area in the rock bedrock, mm -hmm. like now that they found it, they can try to find that in other areas around the world and see how that happened in those areas. 
cool. you know, as like the con before the continents completely drifted apart. Indeed. Like that's going to be super cool. Well, we'll definitely, we'll definitely have to check out that podcast or check out that documentary. Yeah. yeah. Cool. I'm going to have to watch the trailer for it. Maybe we should do some cool documentaries every once in a while for uh main events. I don't know. That'd be kind of cool. Oh, that would be fun. I would be all over that. So, yeah, that'd be pretty cool. <laughs> all right. Like David Attenborough. Yeah. All right. Let's talk some Sonic the Hedgehog 2. We had our honeymoon on Alderaan. Good thing we took pictures, huh? <laughs> Shut up, Wesley. You have no idea what you're dealing with. Uh, Shakespeare in the Park. And that bell means it is time for our main event! Sonic the Hedgehog 2 Nerd These rings signify the commitment. So help me, Thomas! Sorry, sorry. Life or death situation, I need you to use the ring to save me. Like, right now. Snow, my God. Oh, boy. Ah, Hawaii. I just hope we're not too late. Oh, Lord, there are two of them now. What's happening? <laughs> okay, quick version. Robotnik is back. I discovered the source of ultimate power. We need to get it back or the world is doomed. You brought some kind of... Space porcupine. I am an echidna warrior. Hmm. Hedgehog. It's time to say goodbye to humanity. Welcome to the new norm. This is your moment to be the big hero. Bad time to say this, but I don't actually have a plan. Hey, you got a little something on your... Uh, buddy. Someone call an Uber? It's cold in here. Let's turn up the heat. Nice! Oh, great, the Winter Soldier. Fear not, citizen. You are terrible at this! Your negative attitude is not helping. <laughs> we stick together, no matter what. You're unskilled. Untrained. Unworthy! You forgot one. Unstoppable. For a guy named Knuckles, you are really bad at punching. Hey, special shout out to all you super nerds who have hit that podcast subscribe button. We really, really appreciate you. Please help us get the word out. Tell a friend about the podcast. And I want to invite you to hit that podcast subscribe button if you've not done so already. Come on, do it. You get plus 10 nerd XP. Nerd XP. All right. Sonic the Hedgehog 2. What do you guys think of the movie? Uh, it, it was like the first one. I really enjoyed it. <laughs> Did you? <laughs> yeah. Um, I will, like, I think the closest I can get to comparing it, I, I mean, 
the plot line I felt was like meh, you know, but the first the first one's plot line was meh. Yeah. But I feel yeah, like I this one, the characters, I really I liked it. Like if it wasn't for the characters, I wouldn't have liked it as much as the first one. Um, I'll just go right out and say that. Um, say that Knuckles was amazing, in my opinion. I thought okay, he was yeah. stellar. He was super cool. He was the one that made it for me. Like I was just like like I think Amanda, when we were talking about the trailer the other, mm-hmm. I think like a couple podcasts ago, you said that like you you were hoping that they were holding back on Knuckles in the trailer so that he can shine more in the movie, and I felt like yeah. they did exactly that. Also, Robotnik, I yes. was so pleased with yes. how they. I'm always worried when they have a comedian in the trailers, and that all the good scenes are used in the trailer. And I noticed with the trailers for Sonic, there was a distinct lack of Robotnik in the trailers. And I'm like, oh, this is going to be good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I So that's where I felt like the plot line, I'm just going to head into spoiler territory, but the whole plot line with the, em- the emerald mm-hmm. gemstone thing, I was just like, yeah, that was fine. But all the characters like made up for that. And so that really, it really reminded me a lot of, um, there was a, a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle animated show that came out like 10 years ago or so. It was just TMNT. Yeah, um, I Have you that. ever seen that one? I, I remember. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. So that one, um, I actually really liked that movie. And it was like kind of what I'm trying to explain here, where it was the plot line itself was really dumb and kind of meh. But the characters and the character writing was just stellar. That so, made me really like it. The, it it's really character driven. It is not yeah. story driven whatsoever. Yes. yes. Um, That's what I was trying to say. Thank you. <laughs> Words. Um, honestly, the fun for me is I was surrounded by kids. I had two kids mm-hmm. next to me. And I had one grabbing my arm during points that, so it kind of, it helps you get into a little bit because they're really into it. And my son was just bouncing off his chair. (laughs) And it was funny when the movie was over, my son was wearing a blue shirt And literally, you would look away from him, and he would be in another part of the theater. Yeah, be running. No, blue shirt and red uh, shoes, just like Sonic. So he's <laughs> he's running all over the place. So, yeah, that was your son, or that was Austin? Oh, yes, <laughs> yes, that was the son. So, yeah, yeah. I uh, we we went late. Like we, my roommates, my roommates came with me because I was like, I want to go see this, and they've been like, we want to go see movies. So. And and we went late enough that there there were still there were kids in the theater and so that helped like it definitely is fun but even without the kids like I'm just a very childlike person that I still thoroughly enjoyed it. <laughs> no, it I would say it's there's there's not a ton of uh, family kid oriented movies that's actually like funny and, and worth watching and entertaining for adults for, for as an well. adult yeah and. Um, I, I will say I think I enjoyed the first one better, uh, and that's not to say I didn't dis- dislike this one. I, I did enjoy it, but I think the first one was more of a comedic adventure, and I think the second one was more of an adventure comedy. Like they just kind of they 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 flip flop the the priorities of of 
the movie. But but I mean, there was plenty of comedy throughout this this one. I I really enjoyed pretty much the the long setup that they uh, made for the uh, well, we we heard it in the trailer that we just watched for for the uh, the snow ruining the uh, the wedding. I mean, utterly hilarious. And 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 I that love when was hilarious. Yeah, I love when movies like set up a long joke like that. And they started with. Um, with the uh, you know uh, uh, James Marsden Donut Lord being all worried about ruining the wedding, and, and they 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 set that up from the very very beginning, and it was it was great. Um, the the only we were talking about the characters, yeah, we got a lot of new characters, tails and, um, knuckles. and knuckles and all that. I guess we didn't get that many. We got two new ones, but but the the adventure mostly focused on. Tails and Sonic versus uh, Robotnik and um, Knuckles. And I really liked the Robotnik-Knuckles team-up. Uh, the Tails-Sonic team-up was okay, but I found myself missing the uh, the Sonic and James Marsden Donut Lord team-up yeah. from the first one. And, and, and they had to do that so they could split it up and, I guess, do that long joke. But it, it's like the... Uh, I, I guess I just really enjoyed the the human sonic interaction that donut lord and sonic had in the first one and we just didn't get that as much in this in the second one i am going to point out you're missing a very very important character that they added which was randall um, yes who is the terrorized groom yeah the randall was the secret agent oh yeah yeah yeah. He was the groom that turned out to be a secret agent. And oh my gosh, oh my gosh, Rachel. So, oh, she's so oh, love that. Like sister in law. Oh my gosh. Oh, yeah. When they're sneaking, like, there, there's some, you know, there's things where I'm just like, I like seeing women in action. And if you can get a woman in action while wearing a dress, that's like high points. Ah! So like, you know, Arwen. Like in Lord of the Rings, when yes. she takes on the, I mean, yeah, she's writing, she's wearing a dress, riding a horse to escape the not, like take Frodo away from the Nazgul and all that. But I'm just like, she's wearing a dress. She's fighting in a dress, you know? Oh, yeah. And there's that whole scene when they're like sneaking in to try to get to, yeah. Um, Donut Lord, because I'm too spacing on the, the character's name is, and Sonic, like, oh my gosh, that was so funny. And they're just like fiddling with Tails, like figuring out what Tails is do dads do like oh my gosh it was so funny yeah i um i i liked the 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 incorporation of of what happened at the very end of sonic one like they didn't just pop up and you know just say hey jim carrey's robotnik was back um and, and I love that they had that. What are those called? Those machines called where they? It's like one domino leads to the next, leads to the next. I can't like a new 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 nomic. Oh, like, a rubric. Is that what it's called? I don't know. There, there's some some technical name for it, but I uh, always call it a domino effect. Yeah, like <laughs> yeah, the domino effect machine. Yeah, they had one at the beginning of uh, Pee Wee's Big Adventure. But anyways, um, the uh, I mean that's exactly what Robotnik would do. He he would he would he would make one of those machines and it led perfectly into him getting out and uh, just showing uh, Robotnik's coolness, I guess. So a Rubric Goldberg machine. Yes, there we go. Okay. Robot, Robotnik getting off the planet, and I love the way they talked about it because it was a piece of shiitake planet. <laughs> that is actually the name of the music, like the music for that scene is "Piece of Shiitake Planet." 
that's oh, that, that scene in which he's trying to make like what coffee or tea oh, out of mushrooms. Yeah, he's just juice. trying to make a. He's just trying to like take mushrooms and make them drinkable. And I and then like I I thought it's funny like you have all these scenes where he's trying over and over again. And he keeps just spitting it out. And then when he does get a normal cup of coffee, he's like. I wish it had mushroom juice in it. <laughs> it's more mushroom. Yeah. It needs I, more mushroom, yeah. It was utterly disgusting thinking about drinking liquidized mushrooms. <laughs> oh, so funny. You know, um, one thing that's crazy is, um, you know, not long after this came out, Jim Carrey said he he's thinking about maybe retiring from, from uh, acting. And so this would make his, like, final appearance as Robotnik. No, and... no, he he can keep doing Sonic. Like he can retire as long as he finishes out whatever Sonic like, I, movies. He's gotta do one more Sonic because like like there was that mid credit that credit scene. Well that okay we're jumping to that. The that that's Shadow. Yes, I'm making us jump to that, yeah. Yeah, that's Shadow, but Shadow's a different villain of in the Sonic world, I believe. Yeah, but they, um, they allude they they didn't find Robotnik's body. Nobody, no crime. Well, I know. I mean, you could. He's still alive. You know that whole end scene with Robotnik and his uh, giant uh, robot self? I love that thing. That thing was awesome. Um, I love and... the mustache smasher thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> when that happened, I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, like, and I was sitting, I've played forever ago the Sonic games. Like, it was a long time ago yeah. that I, I remember playing, and I remembered that aspect of like the robot is just like the oh sm- yeah the mustache smasher i was just like when they threw that in i was like stellar yeah stellar, in, stellar. in sonic the hedgehog 2 the game for genesis yeah he the end the end boss was the robotic uh uh dr robotnik and what was cool is at the very very end the the ending to that game shows uh sonic and tails on that that plane just like they showed in the movie and so it was a great homage to that whole that whole game, whatever. But uh, yeah, I don't know. There's something special about Jim Carrey as Doctor Robotnik that just it really works, and it's a lot of fun to watch. I don't know, I, I don't know who they could possibly bring in to even, you know, replace Jim Carrey. I know they said that they won't if Jim Carrey retires, but I don't know the the carrot. I can't really see a Sonic movie without Dr. Robotnik being involved in yeah. some way. He needs to do at least one more. Just one more. John yes. Hamm. John Hamm as Dr. Robotnik? <laughs> John Hamm is great, but Jim Carrey has made Robotnik his. Uh, yeah. Yeah. He would not be a Jim Carrey Robotnik. I'm but he would, I think he would mm. have a dry delivery that would be pretty solid. I uh, I know who be- they should bring in, <laughs> Jeff Daniels. Jeff Daniels would be Doctor Robotnik. You know the Dumb and Dumber co-star. <laughs> oh, that's oh, Jeff Goldblum. Oh, Jeff Gold. Well, G- Jeff Goldblum. I don't know. Jeff, Jeff Goldblum. Every time I see him, I think Ian Malkin. Well, Jeff like, Goldblum has Ian a, Malcolm written all over him. He has a certain style to his acting that comes out in every single one of his characters, and it's a good style. Don't get me wrong, but I don't think it quite works for Robotnik. So it's the, not a Robotnik. The problem with Robotnik is, 
I went into the first Sonic going, uh, yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah. Everybody did. Yeah. Very low and expectations. Jim Carrey, like that Ace Ventura feel, but he made it child appropriate. Yes. And I don't see anyone being able to carry on from that as Dr. Robotnik. So that's. That's my well, take on this. Carrie's got such, I mean, there is no other Jim Carrey. Right? Yeah. There's no, nothing close. Maybe in his zaniest moments, Robin Williams. Yes. Was, yeah. Was that, yeah. I was just about to say Robin Williams. That's who, but that's there's no Jim one else. That's, that's that level. Uh, you could do carrot top and he wouldn't need any makeup or anything. <laughs> no. Have you seen carrot top these days? He's like Can't ultra buff. <laughs> It, it makes yeah, no sense. He's had a little bit of work done. <laughs> he's ultra buff. Have you seen Carrot Top these days, Amanda? Yeah, I, I he, yeah, I looked this up. It doesn't. Yeah, okay. Oh, oh my! I got, I got the picture right here for you, Jack. Oh, stuff of boy. nightmares. It's all, it's all. Yeah, it's stuff of nightmares. All right, okay. Jack, here you go. Honestly, Carrot Top, buff as he is, he could really pull off like acting like. Um, well, I don't know, just like his hair the way it is and the outfit he's yeah. wearing makes me think of, um, oh, what was that one guy that always, the, the exercise videos of the late 80s, oh, early oh, 90s? Oh, what's his name? Yes. Anyway, uh, Jet. Oh, so not that the body uh, type matches, but the outfit and the hair. Yeah. No, I know who you're talking about, even though I don't know who it is, but yeah. It's Richard I know Simmons. Who you're talking about. Yeah. Richard Simmons. That's yes. it. Actually, is Carrot Top not buff anymore? I don't think he's buff anymore. So this conversation went way off the tracks. Now, yes, how yes, the, it did. How in the world am I spending my night trying to find out if Carrot Top is buff? I don't know. You're the one who brought up Carrot Top. I didn't bring up Carrot Top. Brady brought up Carrot Top. I'll take the blame for that one. <laughs> Anyways, back to Sonic the Hedgehog. Um yeah, the uh, the uh, the emerald, the chaos emerald. I mean, that is a that's been a part of Sonic lore since the beginning. But, um, but I, uh, I like I, I said, I, it was like a mist, or it was a storyline to justify getting all these new characters together. Well, I think you know? I think I think you needed it so that way there was some sort of um, uh, substance for for the knuckles character there had to be a reason for for knuckles you know trying to hunt down sonic and all that stuff and, and, it, and it, i think it came thing, off okay yeah and like and that's the thing like yeah the plot line it was needed to like give some like knuckles his background but it didn't drive him you know it's what amanda was saying was this was very character driven and that's what i really appreciated about it and that's what i liked is I could enjoy the characters and their development. Um, and I felt like Sonic's too, because the big thing about sequels is if um, that character development like backtracks, you know, like they, they go, they mm -hmm. move forward, they learn a lesson, but then it backtracks and it's like, hey, well, you just threw out everything they learned in the first one. But this yeah. one, like with Sonic and his mentality, like it makes sense because the first one was just him teaming up with you know donut lord and being like oh look i can do good things and save the day and this one you know he's like i'm gonna be a hero and so he's like you know i continued that without 
backtracking, if that makes sense. So sure. blue justice, yeah. blue justice. <laughs> yes, blue justice. I am blue justice. I really like that opening scene when he's like trying to stop the robbery and he's like <laughs> doing way it more damage. Yeah. He's like, you're welcome. Yeah, he threw like the ultimate cherry bomb down the toilet for everybody for everybody on that city block. Ooh-hoo. Oh my gosh, I was laughing so hard. That reminded me of Christmas Vacation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fun stuff, fun stuff. So what do you want to see in a future Sonic movie? Obviously, we got Shadow coming up. Do you know anything about Shadow? I don't, which means I'm going to Google it right now. I'm going to Google it right now. Shadow the Hedgehog. Who is Shadow? So Shadow is an artificially created life form in the design of a male Morbian hedgehog. His trademark hover skates propel him an extreme speed that rivals those of Sonic the Hedgehog. Shadow resembles Sonic in many ways. He is distinguished from Sonic by his skin, eye color, blah, 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 blah. Uh, since his debut, Shadow has appeared in a multitude of games, television shows, comic books. Uh, he is Shadow is typically portrayed as a tortured anti-hero or a renegade who can just as easily serve the forces of evil uh, as those of good. Huh. According to an official poll, he is the second most popular character in the series, only to Sonic himself, really, even over Robotnik. His first appearance was in Sonic Adventure 2. So there you go. Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to see where that comes in. And and it's one of those things, too. I'm like, I mean, you know, anti-hero, that's what it sounds like. So it's like, because in this movie, you know, Knuckles ends up joining Sonic. Yeah. You know, so it's like, will we get that same thing with Shadow or it's going to be like an actual fight to defeat him? So, Or maybe so, send him to the Mushroom World. <laughs> so here's a little bit more. So he's the main antagonist in Sonic Adventure 2, Dr. Eggman, robotic set Shadow free from a gun base on Prison Island where he spent 50 years in prison. In exchange, Shadow agreed to aid the Doctor in his plans to take over the world, holding his true intentions as wishing to get revenge for the death of his friend, Maria Robotnik. To achieve this, Shadow revealed the Eclipse Cannon to Dr. Eggman, blowing up half of the moon in demonstration. In a twist of fate, Shadow ultimately aided Sonic when realizing Maria's true wish with the help of Amy Rose, uh, which was to save humanity. In the last story, Eggman inserts the final Chaos Emerald only to initiate a destabilization of the Ark. So it sounds like, uh, I mean, Dr. Robotnik and Shadow could be perfect, you know, team up just like that they uh, just like, you know, Knuckles and Robotnik. But if they don't have Robotnik, then they're just going to have to have Shadow be the main baddie. So. Or, because in this one, it was, um, you know, Robotnik and Knuckles teamed up and then Robotnik betrayed Knuckles. So what if in this one, it's vice versa, where Robotnik mm-hmm. and Shadow team up and then Shadow betrays Robotnik. And that will give Jim Carrey his way to retire and still keep the Sonic... Hedgehog movie's good. <laughs> so I, I we just wrote Jim Carrey out of the franchise. <laughs> so, so, 
so before we wrap up, I feel I should mention one thing. Those who have been longtime fans of the podcast know that all of my children's first movie experience is a Star Wars movie. Arwen's second movie experience was uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife. And my daughter, Avi, her second second movie experience was, in fact, Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Because we, because we got, we brought the whole family, so we couldn't just, you know, ditch her. And we mm-hmm. had a babysitter for her, so she, she, so she came. Her second movie was Sonic the Hedgehog two. Her first movie will be the upcoming Star Wars movie, whenever that comes out. So, I love that. Speaking of the multiverse, <laughs> right? There you go. There you go. All right. Any, any, any parting thoughts on Sonic the Hedgehog or Sonic the Hedgehog two? Oh, I will say this. I really appreciated it that um, Rachel, the bride, and her sister, Mm -hmm. they had a secret handshake. Did they? I'm trying to remember. Yeah, they did. Oh, yeah. They did, like, a a friend handshake. You In the movies, you always see guys doing it, but, like, me and my cousin had a handshake that we came up with and we'd always do with each other. So when I saw them do that, I was like, (laughs) yes. (laughs) That made me happy. So I I really did like the um the personal assistant of Dr. Robotnik and how he sets up like this coffee shop as like the oh, secret yeah. base that was hilarious. So I love that part. Yeah, he was he's a good character. He's good and character. he's like doing Robotnik's face in like all the lattes. <laughs> yes, yes indeed. <laughs> all right folks, thanks so much for joining us on another adventure of Super Nerd Podcast. Make sure to hit that podcast subscribe button and leave us a review. Wherever you're listening to us, subscribe and review us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor, Pocket Cast, YouTube, or wherever else you find us next week, we are going to be talking Fantastic Beasts 3. That's right, so if you get a chance to check out the movie, make sure to leave us a voicemail with your thoughts on the show, anchor.fm slash supernerdpodcast. Uh, you just might be featured on the upcoming show. You can also email us your thoughts to supernerdpodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, search Supernerd Podcast. Leave us a message, give us a like, give us a share, and tell a friend about the podcast. But from all of us at Supernerd Podcast, stay nerdy, my friends. Have fun. Beep, beep, beep. messing me up dude <laughs> super nerd podcast you know what you're listening to i am your host man i really messed it up this time all right i'm gonna pause it i was i was gonna try to go with it but i just totally forgot how my intro worked all right here we go Sega.